0: Welcome to the Luminous Life Podcast. My name is Lori Marie and I'm a spiritual teacher, certified fearless living coach, healer, soon to be Vita grad for trauma-informed somatic love, sex and relationship coaching, artist and psychic medium. All the things <laughs> for sensitive souls who want to discover their gifts, claim their confidence, own their worth, make an impact in the world and become the powerful creator you're meant to be. I absolutely love helping you up-level your life, claim your desires, and help you see the infinite potential that lies within you. It is my mission and passion to give you the tools, teachings, resources, strategies, and support you need to create the life of your dreams and to live a luminously, divinely guided life. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development to maximize your influence, your impact, and your life. If you're ready to be lit up by life, own your awesome, and up level your life, then you've come to the right place. It's time to become epically free and unapologetically you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if something resonates, be sure to tag us on social media at Lori Marie Loves and rate the podcast. It helps us out a great deal. And I so, so appreciate it. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back. I am so uh, grateful to be here with you. I <clears throat> have just spent an entire week playing what side of the couch do I want to be on now <laughs> as I was navigating a pretty nasty uh, cold. It wasn't COVID. Thank goodness. But uh, it is some sort of respiratory thing, and I still have a bit of a cough, so hopefully I can navigate through this this episode. But I wanted to come on and kind of talk about something that, you know, with the holidays coming up, it's time for so much joy and cheer and being together and uh, a time of really, you know, being with loved ones and exchanging gifts and all the things that come with the holidays, Right um as well as you know stress and things like that too which you know never has to really be but <laughs> sometimes we choose that um but i think it was in really important and i wanted to what was really coming through to talk about was really what so many people deal with during the holidays but oftentimes we don't really talk a lot about or we don't really celebrate um and what i mean by celebrate is to really honor and um, acknowledge that there are many people who are also grieving, and I thought this episode would be a great way to kind of talk about grief and <clears throat> talk about it from the perspective of a psychic medium, which I am, and um, and just what I've noticed, what I've witnessed, what I've experienced myself about grief, and um, you know, I just thought we'd kind of get into it and. Um, my hopes is that this will <clears throat> for those who are grieving to to give you um just the space to be seen and be witnessed in your grief and to know that you're not alone and to know that um wherever you are in the process of grieving it's completely normal and completely welcomed and <clears throat> just because there are people that are celebrating, doesn't mean there can't be space for people who are grieving as well. And just like <laughs> there's space for people who are grieving, there's space for people who are also celebrating. And so I just want to invite everyone into the conversation and really say no matter where you are, no matter what kind of grief you are experiencing, no matter <clears throat> what um, you're celebrating or not celebrating, like it's all okay, and it's all welcome. And so I figured, why not? It's the holidays. We always talk about, you know, the holidays and the new year and all the, you know, the uh, joy and, and whatnot that goes into the holidays. But I think it's really important to have a space for those who are grieving to also be witnessed. Because we grieve in so many different ways. Grief is not just the loss of a loved one. It could be the loss of a relationship, a loss of a job, a loss of um, an identity that we had for ourselves. Right? We maybe saw ourselves in a certain way and then we grieve the loss of that, that identity. I know I experienced that a little bit when I was a photographer and I decided not to be a photographer anymore. I was like, I remember I used to be so deeply attached to being a photographer at one point in my journey that um, I didn't know who I'd be if I wasn't that. And I experienced that grief as well as, um, you know, coming out of motherhood. I mean, I'm still a mom, of course, but like the active, um, I guess, activeness of motherhood meaning, you know, the day-to-day care and um <clears throat> whatnot that so many people face when their kids fly the nest, <laughs> right? Like there's so many ways that we grieve and so many ways that grief can show up in our lives and um as well as the loss of a loved one. And <clears throat> so I thought we'd just dive right in and talk about grief and really what grief means at its core. And from my perspective, now this is just my opinion, but grief in my um understanding and my experience is a indicator that there is something that we've loved, something that we've cared for deeply. When we grief <clears throat> we're grieving the absence of that that person, that place, that thing, that identity, whatever it is that we have attached ourselves to. And so when that thing leaves us or goes or has transitioned, excuse me, um, oftentimes it leaves a sense of um, sadness and heaviness and loss. And so it's really important to honor every phase and every stage of grief and to really allow that to allow yourself to feel what's there and what's present even if what's there is numbness because oftentimes we try to push our feelings away we try to pretend it didn't happen we try to move on like nothing um, will have uh, ever affected us and the truth is grief is a natural process it's a natural part of life just like there are seasons just like there is life and death and rebirth <clears throat> every winter spring and fall there is the same we are cyclical beings we are always in cycles and so we go through cycles in our lives too sometimes that's again the loss of a loved one the loss of a job loss of an identity you can even grieve um, loss of different parts or versions of ourselves. I know that I had that experience when I, um, I remember I did a workshop in Sedona, and I remember very clearly grieving the loss of my younger self. And it wasn't like um it wasn't like a oh I'm no longer 20 and I'm grieving that I'm no longer 20. No, it was more of a identity, like who I had been um, for so long and how hard I fought to get there and be here, um, be where I was at that time. Um, It was like, I was letting go of a past version of me that very badly wanted to hold on. (laughs) And so we can experience loss of that nature as well. When it comes to grief, I think there's also a lot of expectations we put on ourselves and others to be somewhere else, right? Let's say it's the loss of a loved one. We expect ourselves to, well, it's been three months, six months, eight months. It's been a year. It's been five years. We have this expectation that we should be over it. And we have these un... Um, unrealistic expectations of what it should look like or how we should behave instead of really accepting and honoring that it takes as long as it takes. And the more we allow ourselves to be with the griefs that we're experiencing, to be with what is, the sooner we can actually um, move through it, whatever type of grief you're going through. And so it's really important to honor your feelings and honor that your grief may look different than someone else's right when there's a loss of a loved one say in a family member and you may have certain family members that you know grieve one way and you have and you may grieve another way there's no wrong way to grieve and so it's really important to check in with yourself and ask yourself like what expectations am I having of myself how am I expecting myself to be right now? And ask yourself, what if I could accept myself as I am and how I am and how I'm showing up in my own grief? I think this is really important because so often I see with people that there's like a, almost an expiration date on grief. Like, oh, well, that happened x amount of time ago. I should be over it. I shouldn't still be crying. I shouldn't still be um experiencing this. And I think that really sets us up to be in a really um harmful place because we're not allowing ourselves to 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 experience the fullness of our process. And so I encourage you, wherever you are along your journey, to really honor what's there, honor how you feel, know that it can change from day to day, know that it can change from moment to moment, but there's no wrong way to grieve again, and if it's supportive to you, I encourage you to go to www.lauriemarie.com and grab my free meditation I'll put it in the show notes below. Um, I created a meditation for those who are grieving. Uh, One of the things that grief does is it unlocks our heart, our heart space. And it cracks us open to more love and allowing more in if we allow it. And oftentimes what's happening is we've become focused on what we've lost instead of focusing on what we've gained and what this person, this situation, this experience has really brought to us. And so it's through the grief that it's also important to celebrate and find the beauty in it, find the celebration in it, find the um the gifts, the gems, the jewels in it. And I know you might be saying like, yeah, well, losing a loved one isn't a gift, right? Losing a loved one isn't <clears throat> um isn't something I want to experience, right? And <clears throat> to that I say I see you and I have so much love and compassion for you. And I can also say that there will come a time where it will be easier. It won't be forgotten ever, right? The person you've loved will not be forgotten, but it will get easier. <clears throat> and I encourage you and I invite you to look at what did this person bring to your life? What did they, how did they add to your life? And let's focus on the the beauty and the celebration of their life. One of the things I love about, um, <clears throat> where we are in the world right now, is that we're coming into a time where the things that were once taboo to talk about, we're talking more about, which I think is so important because the things that remain in the shadow, stay in the shadow. And it's important we need to have these conversations. It's important to be able to um, to be with and make peace with death. We're all gonna die at some point right? That's just inevitable. We all know that, right? If we're really being honest with ourselves, we all know that that we're going to die. And as a psychic medium, I can tell you that you don't know when that will be. And there I have (laughs) done readings for two-year-olds and I've done readings for 92-year-olds and everything in between. You don't know when your day is the last. And so it's important to celebrate the time that we have here and celebrate who we are as people and celebrate what the people who loved us and the people we've loved have brought to us and <clears throat> I can also assure you that when we pass it is not over we still go on our spirits go on no we are not here in our physical form but we are absolutely here in our energetic form and for some we choose to come back. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why, but we do. And <clears throat> so it's important to um to look at and step back and look at the bigger picture, the grander scheme of things, right? If you look at nature, right? Nature's a beautiful representation of this. There's cycles in nature. There's death and decay and beauty and life and celebration and blooming and everything in between in nature as well, right? It's all of it. And just like nature, we are all of it. And so we go through cycles, we go through seasons, we go through different times in our lives where we are transforming, where we are growing. I like to think of the snake like shedding its skin, right and sometimes we have to let go of old versions of ourselves and sometimes that comes with grieving that old version of yourself but sometimes you come into your newness and your new skin and you've been transformed you've been doing this since birth and this continues the cycle continues as you go through life and as you move through life as you grow as you transform as you go through that cycle of life and rebirth and death and rebirth, you become more and more of who you're meant to be. And so there's beauty in that. There's something we're celebrating in that. And so I invite you to look at how can you find the beauty in grief? How can you find the beauty in death? How can you find the beauty in loss? And how can you celebrate? what life there was, what that experience, that person, that situation brought to you. How can you celebrate it all? Like I said, we're at a time where death and dying and um, money and all these things that we're never supposed to talk about, sex and all these things that have been taboo to talk about are being talked about more and more. We're even seeing um death cafes pop up and I think it's such a wonderful thing because um so many people need a space and a place where they can talk about death. They can talk about dying, they can talk about their fears, they can talk about their experiences, they can talk about their um you know, their uh yeah, their experiences. <laughs> I can't think of a better word for it. Um, and <laughs> I think it's wonderful because just like we need spaces to be able to talk about our thoughts and our feelings and our visions and our desires and all of it, we also need a place where we can talk about our grief and our sadness and our joy and our uh, fears and our you know, we, we need spaces like this. And so I think it's really, um, such a great thing. I personally went to a death cafe. Um, I had never heard of one, uh, prior to this, but I went, um, this last summer when I was in Joshua Tree with a friend and, um, and I just sat and for the most part, just listened. I did speak a little bit at the end, which was an interesting experience in itself but um but I just sat there and I listened to everyone and and so many people shared their stories of like loss and um and their loved ones you know or their pets passing that's another big one that we we oftentimes grieve is the passing of a beloved pet right and people were talking about their questions and their you know why do we as a society um, fear death, or don't want to talk about death, or, um, you know, there were so many um, great conversations brought up around the, the topic of death, and I just thought it was so interesting to to see, here we are in this, in this small, like, cafe setting, and there's, like, I don't know, 20 of us maybe, and everybody's going around and just sharing and and having conversations about death and dying and about their experiences of loss and how other people show up and how other people treat them because most people don't know how to react when there's a loss, you know, outside of saying, like, I'm sorry for your loss, right? But, like, just how it was really interesting... I found it so interesting and fascinating how we have so many questions about death and dying and grief and loss, and yet there are so few spaces that these conversations happen. And it's such a funny thing to me because just like money and sex and communication, like these are all things that we all have to experience at some point, right? whether it's the loss of a goldfish or the loss of an identity or the loss of a job or the loss of, you know, a pet, whatever it is, like we all will at some time in our life experience death. And so I think it's a really good thing that these things are popping up more and more because it's needed. And no one, should ever have to sit in silence in their own experience of death unless they choose to, unless they want to, right? Some people like to grieve um, and reflect on their own in isolation, and some people need to have spaces. And I think we all really need both, but I think the degree differs between person to person. And so I think it's really... um, again, a powerful thing. I think it's a really beautiful thing that we have these spaces popping up where people can um, go and talk about death and that there are death doulas, right? People that are now helping people transition. That was another conversation that was brought up, especially here in the States, like why we are so adamant on making people die a certain way, right? That we don't allow people to um, to pass naturally in their homes without a fight, right? And um and I think that's, you know, it it brings up a lot of really good uh questions, right? around that. And I think we all just like we should all have a right to do what we want. Um you know, with our ourselves, <laughs> we all should have a choice in what we do. With ourselves um, why not the same when it comes to death you know I can speak for myself as a psychic medium I used to be terrified of death I used to be so afraid of death I was scared of how it would happen when it would happen and I've got to tell you since finding out that I'm a psychic medium and really practicing and experiencing doing hundreds of readings um, (coughs) What it's really done for me, learning I was a psychic medium, what it's really done for me is that it's really allowed and helped me to find peace with death. Because I know that one, it's not over when it's over. And it's also allowed me to really um, appreciate the time that I have and not get uh, caught up in oh well it's another birthday I'm turning xyz old right like some people really get down on themselves for getting older or like reaching a certain milestone like turning 30 or turning 40 or turning 50 and I see it as a gift because I know through the experiences I've had in doing mediumship that not everybody gets that gift not everybody gets that opportunity and so it's so important um, to really recognize that. And so death has really been a gift to me. Um, being a psychic medium has been a gift to me in that way. I no longer fear death. Granted, I don't want it to be a horrific way of death when it happens. But I know that it's not over. And so that's giving me a tremendous amount of peace. And I see it also give my clients peace to realize that, oh, their loved ones have not actually gone away forever. So I think it's really powerful. And I think it's really important to uh, keep that in mind, right? We get this one life and this one body. And yes, we may have many, many lives. I know I've had many lives, many past lives, but... The one we have right now is the one we've got. And so as far as I'm concerned, like why not go for it, (laughs) right? Like why not go all in on life? Like live fully, love fully, mess up fully, like make mistakes fully, own your mistakes fully, like do all of it fully. Life would not be life without death. And death would not be death without life. If you think about it, like, if there was no death, we would have not nearly the appreciation we do for life. Anytime someone makes radical changes or shifts, it's typically because they've witnessed the loss of someone and have realized that, oh, maybe I'm not as immortal as I thought I was. I know, especially in my teens and 20s, I thought I was pretty immortal. <laughs> and I know that that's not the case, right? And so um, I intend to live fully and I intend to love fully and experience life fully. I mean, that's what we came here to do, right? My own personal experience with death has not been a very large one as of yet. I know that, you know, that's coming one day as we all get older. Um, I remember, uh, you know, I've lost grandparents and, you know, as... Difficult as that can be, sometimes I think it's a bit more expected, and so um, I've found, at least in my experience and of what I've seen with with others, is the ones that um, kind of come come suddenly and unexpectedly tend to uh, to leave quite the impression, right? And I'm not saying one death is more valid than than another. But I think sometimes people, you know, when you have a grandparent who's in their 80s or 90s, it's more like understood, it feels like, than if it's like, you know, a 16-year-old kid or something like that. Um, When I was growing up, we had a, my sister had a best friend who would often stay with us. Her uh, family was... Uh, a bit rough and so she would oftentimes end up at our house and I remember when she was 18 um eighteen, nineteen. I hadn't seen her for a while and I remember one day I was at the mall and I ran into her it would had been a few years since I had seen her and I remember how excited she was and how she was telling me about school and like she was going to school for hair and she was just so excited to become a stylist. And, uh, we just had a really great conversation. And I remember this was right around the holidays. And, um, a few days later I got, um, <clears throat> we got a call that she had been killed. Um, I remember that was a really tough one to take, um, cause she was such a bright light and such a beautiful soul. And, um, she had been going on her way to go see her boyfriend and someone had fallen asleep at the wheel and hit her, crossed the median and, and hit her and she died, um, right away. And that was a hard one because, uh, one, it was very unexpected and two, it was, it happened so quickly and she had been you know, quite a a fixture in our family for for quite some time. So she felt a lot like a sister. And I remember, you know, um, I remember the funeral and I remember seeing her brother and I remember I really, um, it was like as hard as it was seeing her, there was something about seeing her brother that made it even more difficult And um, just to see how much her death had been affecting him. Him and I were closer in age than her and I were. And um, just seeing him grieving um, somehow made my own grief feel even heavier. But I remember for the weeks and months that came after that, um, there was just this, like, you know, these waves that would come on. And then one night, I remember I had a dream where uh, she came to me, and she was telling me all about how she was doing uh, Elvis's hair and, like, Marilyn Monroe's hair and, like, all these famous people's hair. And I don't know, there was something about that, that after that that night, after that dream um i was okay and i found peace with it all and um and i know now that that was an actual visit like um when our loved ones show up in dreams it's oftentimes a a visit from them and so it was such a um cool experience excuse me and the first time that i had ever really (laughs) now i have the hiccups um it was the first time I had really ever experienced that. And now I I hear it all the time, right? Like when I'm doing readings, I have people say all the time, like, um, or it'll come through all the time to to say like, oh, and so-and-so is showing up in your dreams and, um, they'll confirm. And so just know, I share that to say, just know that, um, you know when you experience a loved one coming to you coming to you in a dream that you have lost, that is in fact a visit um, and that's their way of letting you know that hey I'm here, I'm around, I'm with you and um to just know that um, to just know that they're they're there they haven't gone away, and um the same is true when you are Um, you know, in your home and you smell what's called like a phantom smell. If you say you have a loved one, for me, it was whenever I smell my grandpa, it's usually cherry tobacco. And nobody in my home smokes cherry tobacco. No one around me smokes cherry tobacco. And so I know that it is, um, in fact, my grandfather. And so I'll just get like a woof or whiff of woof or whiff, a whiff. (laughs) <laughs> it gets a whiff of a cherry tobacco smell um you may experience the same with like the smell of like someone's perfume or cologne or um you know you'll get a whiff of cookies, but nobody's baking cookies. you know there are certain <clears throat> ways that spirit will um connect to us and show us that they're still there and they're still present in our lives, and so I think it's important to to know that because um, especially if you're going through the loss or the grief of a loved one, um, there are just signs to, to just notice and to look for and to just become aware of that will indicate to you that they are in fact there. Another thing that I think is really um, a great way to connect to loved ones who have passed is to really um, just sit in, in silence and bring to mind a favorite moment or memory and just notice the feelings and sensations in your body right notice like how does it feel in my heart how does it feel as I scan my body to remember this person like where do I feel them and you can bring this this feeling this memory this um presence to you at any time especially when you're you know, experiencing grief, if you're wanting to feel close to them, if you're wanting to feel connected to them, um, bring them to mind, call them in and notice the sensations you feel. Notice, um, what is happening in your body. Oftentimes spirit will be with us and around us and, um, if we're busy or if we're not present and we're not noticing or tuning into the sensations that are happening, or we talk ourselves out of things often. And so it makes it more challenging to hear them and feel them and notice them. So spirit is oftentimes around you. Um, it's just a matter of oftentimes if we're listening or not, um, so, when you're bringing to mind your loved one, or when you're bringing to mind um someone you've lost, and you want to cultivate that feeling, you want to experience that those sensations. first, bring to mind the experience or the situation, or whatever allow whatever uh, memory wants to come forward to come forward. And then just notice, like, how does that make me feel in my body? How does that feel as I scan my body? And just really um, just notice what's happening and notice how you feel. And the most important thing is to not talk yourself out of it (laughs) because that's what we tend to do. We tend to talk ourselves out of um, our experiences. And so, or we question ourselves, was that real? Was that not real? I don't know right? And so um, I'm telling you that it is real. <laughs> Anything that you have experienced thus far with loved ones, whether it's a visit in your dreams or a visit in your home, or a lot of times spirit likes to do funny little things, like especially if they um, were a bit of a, you know, a jokester, prankster, <laughs> things like that. Um, however, the person was in um in life is very much how their personality is in the afterlife as well and so oftentimes i'll get where people will you know they're constantly looking for the remote or they're constantly finding coins in places where they didn't you know there's no logical reason for there to be coins um spirit likes to do little things sometimes to Um, just send little symbols or signs that they are there, that they're there and they're watching over us. So, um, I wanted to add this segment on because I think it's important, especially for those who are grieving the loss of a loved one, to really allow yourself to experience feeling your loved one again, really calling in that, that, um, calling in that memory, calling in that experience, noticing how it feels in your body, noticing what comes up for you, and not talking yourself out of it, just really listening and tuning in, and notice how you feel. The same is true if you're grieving. Now, if you're grieving a different type of grief, right, if you're grieving, say, like, the loss of a job, the loss of a loved or relationship, or the loss of, like, an identity of yourself, um... be with the sensations that you're experiencing. And also there too, a really great exercise that you can do is to call forward an experience from that, that was a gift to you. That was, you know, let's say it's the loss of a relationship, right? Let's say you broke off your relationship or they broke it off with you. What about that relationship? What did it teach you? What did that relationship give to you? What did you learn from that relationship? And then be with that feeling and that sensation and notice what happens in your body. And then if it's like, let's say you were the one that got broke up with, okay? Who were you before that relationship? And who are you now? And who do you get to be going forward? And call that experience forward. What would it look like? Think of a time where you were most alive, feeling most happy, most joyful, most like free in yourself. Call that experience forward. Notice what's happening in your body. What do you feel? What sensations are you experiencing? And I just want you to notice as you try out these exercises, to notice that some of these experiences that came forward may have brought a smile to your face, may have warmed your entire body, may have felt um, exciting or joyful. Maybe it brought just a bit of peace. Whatever the experience or the feeling was, just notice that you can feel many things even in grief. Even through experiencing grief, you can also experience joy and excitement and happiness and peace. You can experience all of it. You are a multitude of emotions and feelings, and you can experience it all. So these are really great exercises to try as you move forward in grief. Like I said, I'd also encourage you to really um, go check out the website and check out the meditation I uh, created for those who are grieving. Again, it'll be a link will be in the show notes, but... <clears throat> It's important to know that even in your grief, even as you experience sadness, loss, grief, you can also experience joy and gratitude and peace and happiness and laughter. You can experience it all. Not all at once, but you can experience it all. Lastly, I wanted to talk about celebrating grief. Now, I know you may be thinking, like, why on earth would I celebrate grief? But celebrating grief is not about celebrating loss. It's celebrating life. And I wanted to share at the end of this podcast here a bit of an experience that I had um, a few months back. It's called the All Souls Processional. An incredible event uh, here in Tucson that's been going on for the last 33 years. And it's a celebration of loved ones who have passed. And it started out, everybody dresses up, I shouldn't say everybody, but many people dress up like um, sugar skulls. And um, it has a very Day of the Dead kind of vibe (laughs) to it. And um, we walk for several miles, I think it's several miles, I don't know exactly for sure how many miles it was, but needless to say, there is a parade and thousands of people, hundreds if not thousands of people, um, walk the streets of Tucson, and there's a giant lace metal ball where people put in their letters to loved ones or um, intentions of things they want to let go of or whatever people want to put in this ball. They get to put the, their notes in the ball. And after the walk, there's, um, there's dancers and there's music and all these things that are happening as you're walking down the um, the street for the the parade portion of the the evening and at the end you come to this big grand stage and on that stage all the people who wanted to walk um across the stage can walk across and then there is a beautiful um tribal dance and celebration and at the end of that they lit the ball um high into the air and lit it on fire and so they burn all the notes and um and so I think it was just such a beautiful celebration of life and I thought it would be a really great way to end this podcast just to share it with you you can hear um the music and the drumming and um just how life and death is being celebrated all at the same time. And so it was such a beautiful experience. There was um just like life, there was everything there. There was um a lot of humor. Um one guy I remember he had these big signs. He was holding up one was his goldfish and one was uh, of his dog and then there were, you know, uh, families with little ones that had passed as well as um, grandparents and ancestors that had passed and there was everything in between <laughs> again from 2 to, to 92 was represented and that and so much more but it was a a beautiful way of honoring the living and the dead And celebrating all of life. And so I'm going to share that here with you. I hope you enjoy. Before I share that, and um, I just wanted to say that no matter where you are in your grieving process, know that it's okay. Know that it's welcomed. Know that there's space for you. There's room for you. I see you know that this too shall pass, know that you are not alone, know that you can find beauty in the grief, you can find beauty in the sadness, you can find um, the joy of it all, the life in it all, the cycle of nature in it all. And so wherever you are, On the upcoming holiday, whether you're celebrating or grieving, know that I'm with you, I see you, I love you, and I just want you to know that you're exactly where you're meant to be. To honor the ancestors we gather together to honor our ancestors oh, oh, the thing The thing that connects us is all those on the other side. The thing that connects us and binds us together, what we all would not give for what. Ketana, ketana, dum dum na. Ketanda, ketanda, dum dum na. Family, they are doomed. Our mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, for Holidays to you and yours. I'm sending you so much love and I hope you have a warm and safe and joyful holiday season. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to leave us a review, share with a friend, or tag us on social media at Laurie Marie Loves and let me know what was your biggest takeaway, what stood out to you from today's episode. I'd love to hear from you and have a gorgeous day.